Hi listeners, Ross here. What you're about to hear is a modified version of our original 200th episode. We met with our numerologist, and he asked for time to review our coverage, along with the original session recordings, in order to compile a list of things that we may have gotten wrong. We'll look forward to sharing that list with you, but in the meantime, he asked that we remove his name from our reporting. We've done that, as well as removing some personally identifying information, and we ask you to respect that anonymity. And with that, enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Ona, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And mm. this is episode 200. 200? Holy Wait a holy. second. Okay. We've been doing this since 2011, 200 episodes now, not including our bonus episodes. I just said a second. You can talk again. Okay, I was waiting a second, <laughs> holding on a second. I can't believe it. Remember when the show was monthly? Yeah, we're making them a lot faster now. Yeah. For sure. So you're welcome, so everybody, but also thank you, everybody. It'll be less time to 300 and 400. Uh, and we're only able to do that because people stepped up to the plate and donated. Yes, thank you. So we're taking a little break from our Ekinkar investigation to celebrate this momentous event, mm-hmm. this 200th episode, this arbitrary milestone. This big round number. With an investigation into numerology. numerology. Hey. Yeah. This was actually a pitch from Ian Kramer, our administrative manager. Yeah, because we were thinking, okay, 200's coming up. What should we do? Yeah. What are we going to do? And he said, well, why don't you look into numbers? Yeah, he said, it's a random number that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Numerology. Yeah, if you're on a 10-based system. It feels meaningful. It feels meaningful. And we are. And it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's like having a birthday. Oh, yeah. we're just in the same relative position to the sun that we were when we were born. And it helps you wrap your head around how much time that is. Yeah. So it's good to have markers and milestones. But totally. yeah, we thought, let's go find a numerologist. And, and you went to looking. Yes, I did. I said to myself, I said, who is the greatest numerologist in L.A.? I bet that's Googleable. Mm-hmm. And indeed, someone had named himself the greatest numerologist in LA. Self-proclaimed? Uh, but nobody well, else... Actually, uh, as I said that, I was like, is that true? It was more like he was the person who was self-promoting the best in but, LA. But it's not like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich where every single restaurant that serves one says this is the world's best. <laughs> right. No, he stood out among the crowd. Yeah, no, sure. nobody else had a competing claim. This, yeah. We found the best numerologist in Los Angeles. That's what sure. we're trying to tell maybe, you. Maybe. And he definitely had like some celebrity clients. Oh. Uh, he told me one in particular, but I think that may have been off the Confidential. record. Confidential. Okay. So, um, well, you can tell he me. also was, okay. Whoa. I don't know why I whispered like you can't edit okay. that. You're going to edit <laughs> no, it No, but anyway, that's cool. But, All right. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely heard of this person. Yes. Well, our numerologist's name is Redacted. Yes. And he's been on lots of other podcasts and featured various other places. So he's a a well-regarded numerologist. In fact, he was also interviewed by our favorite Redacted. Yeah, if you... Who I'm now friends with on Facebook. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't think they like your posts. Well, I don't know. They'll like a lot of my just social posts. Like, hey, your son graduated from high school. By the way, my son just graduated from high school. Hey, yeah, congrats, Andrew Blotcher. They'll like stuff like that. But then if I post something about, you know, the Impossible Burger is delicious. You should try it. They're like, that's made of GMOs in a lab. (laughs) 
And then Carrie responds, actually, they aren't made in labs because they're mass produced. <laughs> how would you? How they would make, you even they make them in a factory. Yeah. Anyway, what's this about? <laughs> Numerology. Numerology. Okay. So. We thought we'd go see him and see what numbers are important in our lives. And what they say about our futures and yeah. our pasts and our presents. Y- you made an appointment on his website. On his website. It was pretty easy to book. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of see him right away, and I was able to. It was 200 bucks, a little pricey for what I presumed would be an hour. But this is our 200th episode. Oh, you're right. And you gave him $200. A dollar per episode. Synchronicity. Mm-hmm. So I also made an appointment with him, and you're right. It was much easier than I expected. I was worried about this. Am I going to be able to get there in time? And that same day, he had a later appointment. I was able to grab it. Excellent. But you were there first. I was there first. And I pulled up to his place in WeHo, uh, West Hollywood, if you will. I will. Yeah, that's its actual name. We call it WeHo here. I actually did. I was a little worried that he would have Googled me because psychics often do. Mm -hmm. That's part of their deal with miraculously knowing things about you. But to sign up on the website, you had to give your email address and form of payment. Right. Which includes your name. Yep. And, I mean, he also asks for your name when you sign up, so... And your birth date. Yes. So I did... He asks for your name, but then also your birth name, and my birth name is totally different. It's mm-hmm. Caroline Poppy Tillipy Snyder, so Poppy's the same, but everything else is different. Four names. I know. Wow. So I put all that down, but yeah, I'm thinking, like, my email address has Poppy in it, my PayPal says Carrie Poppy, right. my legal name. So, yeah, I'm thinking, like, this guy's going to Google me. As he comes to the door, he's going to, the look of recognition will cross his face and Mm -hmm. all of that. And he came to the gate. I was waiting outside. And he did just sort of nod at me. Like, it wasn't like, hey, are you Carrie or anything? It was like, yeah, uh uh-huh, come on in. Interesting. And so I, at that point, I was like, hmm, okay, don't know what this means. But I followed him up the stairs to his apartment, really a lovely place he has a lot of buddha statues all Mm -hmm. over big fan of the buddha antique furniture Mm -hmm. yeah really pretty apartment when i arrived later he had just had a table delivered ah he told me how he's gonna have that table delivered. he he wanted me to check it out and i confirmed that is a really nice table okay good how big it's small it was like a little semi-circle table that goes up against the wall and has three legs but yeah it was very nice looking okay okay he's got a whole decor going on yeah it's very nice yeah he's a good decorator so he pretty much right away, I mean, he barely looked at me, honestly, he said, like, sit there. And he sat down and he started scribbling out numbers. And he was looking at my information from his phone or tablet or something. Mm-hmm. But he didn't ask me, you know, what made you want to come here? Or what's your interest in numerology? Or what are you hoping to get out of this reading? None of those usual kind of yeah. setup questions. Same here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he just pulled up my info on his phone, like you said, confirmed my full name, Ross uh-huh. Dwayne Blotcher, uh-huh. and my date of birth, August 6, 1982, uh-huh. punched those in. Yeah, like you said, he's scribbling down on this piece of paper like he's taking a math quiz in fifth grade or something. Yeah, totally. Like well, he's doing long division. We'll show you the pictures of the math he's doing. It's pretty wild. Looking. And we've got to say, it's consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, our pages are structured in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he writes out your name. Yes, and then assigns a number to that name. And so that is... each letter in that name. And this is interesting. So he has this number conflation thing that he does. So let's say you gave him the number 23. 
mm-hmm. he would then smush that together and say, well, what's two plus three? Ah, five. Right. Now we're talking about That's five. That's a typical numerology thing. Yeah. So he did that with the alphabet here. So mm-hmm. the R was, let's see. So that's the 18th number in the alphabet. So he wrote nine because nine. Okay. he'd added the one and the eight. So he did that with all of Ross. And then he added those together to make 17. He didn't crush that just yet. Mm-hmm. And then he did all the letters in Dwayne and then added those up and got 24. And then Blotcher yielded 36. And then he added all of those together. I don't know. He's doing his special math here, but there's things that are circled and it's all within this box. And then he's writing out little separate numbers here and there and crushing them together. Mm-hmm. I'm inventing the term crushing for <laughs> for what he does to add them into a single number. But essentially until it crunches down to somewhere no, no between one and nine. Uh, right. That's sort of and where sometimes he, that'll be a double crush because you'll add numbers together and you'll get maybe uh, ten, 10. And now that's a one. Right. And then sometimes he'd be using the two digit numbers and sometimes the one digit Single. number. Yeah. But then he would. And sometimes both will be relevant. Yeah. And this will come up. So he'll be yeah. talking about you as a, oh, you're a two, three, five. Right. You're a seven, one, eight. And you're like, wait, am I, is that a 718? No, no. It's a seven and a one. And those make an eight. But he just. But that's a little different from a six, two, eight. Yeah. He's very facile with throwing these numbers around. Yeah. It took me a minute to figure out like, oh, the first <laughs> two numbers equal the third number when he would do that. Yeah. I had a 111 at some point and I was all excited like, Oh, that's like Bilbo Baggins. He had his 111st birthday. And it'd be 112. How could you have a 111? Well, he talked about that. It came up and then he crunched that down into a 12 by adding the 11. Oh, goodness. Now I'm confused. But then he said, okay, it's a 123. But then occasionally he'd huh. refer to the 111. That was the only three digit number I ever heard out of him. Hmm. But then he hmm. would refer to it later, like the ones representing truth. Anyways, yeah, so he's he's constantly like just shooting out numbers and you're trying to find the patterns and you're like, what, what, what's he doing with them? And then eventually you kind of figure it out. Yeah, but not totally. And that's where we are. <laughs> There's just a little bit of mystery. Okay. Okay, so as he was scribbling out all these numbers, I said, so where do you learn this kind of stuff? And he said, uh, it starts with books. And they said, but not all books tell the truth, you know. Hmm. And I said, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. <laughs> Where did I read that? Where did I read that? <laughs> um, and he said, you know, it's a really unique skill set. There's trial and error and there's learning other people's ways of doing it and seeing what works. He was pretty vague about it, but fair enough. He doesn't want to give away his secrets. So I asked him, how often does he do this? How many readings in a day? And he said, yeah. no more than four in a day. Is it just too taxing? I don't know. Okay. That's all he said. Well, numbers are important to him. Yeah. This is one of those people where I want to pick his mind about how much thought he put into the phone number he got from the phone company. Oh, right. Yeah. Or the address he lives at. Or, you know, do those little things help him make decisions right Mm -hmm. i remember i had a an illustration instructor who just cared so much about color Mm -hmm. saw a significance in in every little use and turn of color and i remember asking him well why did you choose this particular car figuring Mm -hmm. there must be an answer he had one of those newer vw bugs oh the more spaceship like design and it was this yellow color and and he didn't disappoint he had like a whole speech ready like oh yeah well it takes on different colors depending on the lighting around it so sometimes it can be a cool yellow 
and sometimes it's a warm yellow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, this is what I this is what I was hoping for when I asked you the question. That's exactly the car I begged my dad for in high school. I wanted one of the new VW Bugs yeah. in yellow. In yellow. Yeah. Well, Michael Wingo had it. Oh god damn it, Michael Wingo. My dad wouldn't get it for me. And he always kept a flower in the little flower holder. Oh yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> I don't think they have those anymore. He was a good teacher. Anyways, redacted. Also had a black cat named Malcolm. Came around the door a little bit. Oh, I didn't get to see Malcolm. Oh, okay. Um, We should describe... Redacted. A little bit. So he's a Caucasian gentleman in what, his late 40s? I would say somewhere in his 40s. And uh, yeah, bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. piercing you might say and he's been doing this for 22 years wow yeah and he, he told me he's done over 20,000 readings he told me that too that uh, is a lot he did say he thinks it takes 15 years to understand this art okay so if you get a reading from someone who's only been doing it 14 years who knows <laughs> you're right it's not like that usual uh, 10,000 hour rule right then he, oh yeah, as he was preparing the chart, he said, I need to go get some tea. And he stood up and he knocked over a, a table lamp and he was like, oh boy, already showing the spirits who's in charge here. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Then he told me to make sure to record it. Oh really? Yeah. Did he not tell you that? No. Whoa. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Whoa. Huh. Yeah, he was like, oh, make sure to record the reading. Are you recording? And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. that would have been a nice invitation. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Now he starts to actually look at the chart and figure out what's going on in it. So he kind of tips it toward me so I can see what's happening. And boy, it is. Ugh, you look at that thing and it looks like. A crazy and, person. Yeah, it looks like in a movie where someone's been in prison for a long time and someone walks into the cell after their death. And, and they're, they're just, circling things and they're drawing little connections between them. Right, right. And it's, it's maybe not quite that frenetic. The, the cake is a lie. <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> I like your portal reference. Thank you. Um, so he said, okay, there is a theme in your chart. Okay. Okay, so you've got two eights. And an 8-4. And that means you're very practical. You're very managerial. You like to run things. You like to be a project manager. And I'm just nodding at this. I'm thinking like, do not give away that this could not be less of a hit. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not. Not. Uh-huh. He's like, you have a keen mind. You're pragmatic. And I'm thinking like, okay, closer. You love to manage people. You like... <laughs> <laughs> you're you're very good in a role where you know you're the you're the overseer. You have a lot of employees. <laughs> oh, nod, 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 nod. Okay, and then you know he would say things that were a little more vague and applied better. So he said like you're very knowledgeable. You have a lot of know how. You're highly educated. You probably have a degree. You have a lot of expertise. Okay, you're okay. smart. Like okay, you know. Fine, a little more vague, but I can find application there, right? Sure, okay. But I didn't correct him. I just like let him go. He said, your life path is a five. And he said, oh boy, this life goal is a whopper. And I was like, oh, really? And he said, hmm. yes, Oh, but just be thankful you don't have my life goal. You do not want that. <laughs> okay. He didn't elaborate. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay, and he said, your life path often comes from childhood, that when you're a child, you might be like unfulfilled in some way, and sort of the project of the human being is to fulfill that later in life. And fives, especially a 5415 like me. <laughs> Fine. Well, okay. Yeah, and that's how quickly he would say it and keep moving, and then uh-huh. my brain is like, 5415. Uh-huh. Okay, so 5 plus 4 plus 1, that's 10. That's 1. Wait, wait, how do we get I think I think this is what he does. I think he's like, 
a five, and then he's like, I should be more specific. Uh, four, a four one, one five. five. Oh, but it comes out five four one five. So. <laughs> Okay, now I get it at least. So you had a four and a one, uh-huh. uh, and those added to five. Okay, right. I now, think that's right. Now my brain is happy. So he's like, "Oh yeah, restless five four one five. Ooh, you want to be in communications, okay, or marketing? No, or selling? Oh, definitely not. But because you are a five, you love freedom and you love change. Okay, so finally I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> we got something here. Yeah, we have something. Carrie's a big with. fan of freedom. And change. Yeah, and change. I love it. Change you can believe in. But you also need stability. Uh, like, sure, sure. Yep, everyone needs All right, that, It just turned into a four statement there. Right. Where it applies to everyone. Like, well, right. okay, yeah, Sometimes I do like freedom, need... but at I the same time. Like, oh, you, I also don't you like the I bad like parts of freedom. That's a good point. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, depending on a situation, I might have multiple vantage points. <laughs> I am not monolithic. That is very astute. (laughs) But he said, I need stability, especially financial and emotional. Mm. Like, yes. Okay. Okay. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. Sure. Um, But yes. And he said, that's a big thing in your chart is about building stability. Okay. So now you've also got a three. That is emotional and creative fulfillment. Mm. Now, this means part of you, at least, is going to be very creative. Okay. Okay. Good. Good hit. You don't like to be trapped in an office. Yeah. Like, oh, yep. That's true. absolutely true. But again, now I'm still trying to connect this to the part where I like manage a bunch of people. Right. Those yeah. seem at odds. Which, to his credit, he said, you know, that's why there's like, there's a big fight between these different parts of your personality. So probably what's going to happen for someone like you is that you're going to be managing people and sort of running the show and you might feel like ah, my job's it's fine but you kind of spin your wheels in it and maybe you're managing people who get to do creative work but you yourself don't Uh and you kind of want to break out and do your own yeah so this seems to be his method he kind of paints these different forces that are acting upon you and then sort of simulates how these are going to clash into one another Mm -hmm. in your life right okay but i must say that particular guess which i think he would say is a guess too uh doesn't match my Mm. life path in any really meaningful way okay you have worked in offices before that's true but never in as a manager yeah managing other people who get to do the creative work and i don't like i can't even think of something that kind of fits that Mm -hmm. okay but here's some good news okay i'm also a 718 oh okay (laughs) and that's really good those are great numbers everyone wants those numbers oh congratulations because they always get hired they're so competent they're so dependable they're so smart they have a deep need to work hard. You get a 718 in here for a job interview. And I'm like, I have to hire her. I just have to. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's just like you ooze competence. I'm like, oh, okay, great. great. So, so if this worked as advertised, really, you could just put out your job application calling for someone's full name and birth date. Oh, right. Crunch the numbers and then yeah. invite the 718s. Totally. And hire them immediately. I, I did keep thinking, so everybody born on July 13th, 1983 is... Well, I asked later, and he seems to pull these oh, numbers my name, my name. out of permutations of all of the above. Yeah. Right. I forgot my name was also its own numbers. Okay. Fair. So parents out there who are having a child on the way, uh-huh. this name you pick is going to be very it's important. so consequential. And not just like if you name them Butchard or something. <laughs> In fact, that could be a perfect name if the numbers add up well. Yeah. No pressure. Okay, so five is very communicative. Three means I'm very creative. And he said the combination of these mean you should be a writer and a speaker. 
Hey. <laughs> okay. And that's where you think for a second, like, well, did he look me up? Right. I thought that. But your brains is all sorts of things, right? First of all, there's this magical hit feeling, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, sparkle, 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 oh, yeah. sparkle. Oh, my God. He did it. I'm so happy for there's, him. There's some firing of serotonin or yes. oxytocin or something, some neurotransmitter that, yeah, you feel like validated yes, and recognized. Totally. And oh, my goodness, that is so true. That's so true. I'm going to forget everything that came before. Uh-huh. This is amazing. Okay. So, but I'm trying not to show it in my face too much. Oh, also, there were a couple times where I started like just sort of opening my mouth, like to be like, oh, you know, or whatever. And he'd be like, wait, wait. So yes. he, didn't wa- he didn't want too much feedback. Absolutely. I saw him catch me a couple times and make it clear. Hold on. Let me, let right. me get the prediction out before you verify it. Yeah. Or dispute it. To be fair, I'm sure a lot of people are doing more nodding and shaking their heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, he was doing some sort of, I'm not going to take too much information yeah. from you. Which I appreciate. And I, I think we can say at this point, we're both pretty convinced that he doesn't Google in advance. Yeah. Or he did it for us. And I've listened to a part of an interview with him where he said that, you know, it's uh-huh. very important to him not to look people up in oh, advance. Okay, good. All right. Sweet. Okay. So he said, so you need to write, you need to speak, you need to share, you need to connect. Now you might find yourself often in relationships with creative people, which is true. Mm-hmm. He dated mostly other artists. And he said, you'll stabilize that person. You might find that they're like very sensitive and emotional and you kind of ground them. And I, I don't know if that's true in all of my relationships, but it's been true in some. Um, he said, you calm everyone down. You know, you're the voice of reason. You're this like stable force, which is a funny thing. I've heard that from multiple people in my life, but I feel like I play that role depending on the relationship. Okay. It really like varies. I think Natalie would be like, oh my God, are you kidding that you don't think that's a hit? Oh my God. Because, but she's Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> because in our relationship, I think I have that. Gotcha. That okay. Influence. And threes also can be emotionally repressed. Or they can be super nutty and super emotional and wear their hearts on their sleeves. Or they can be a combination. <laughs> oh, okay. They can be one thing or they can be the opposite or they can be eh, a In little bit of both. those two. Or they could be dead. Um, <laughs> okay, so he said, you might find yourself attracted to unstable people. And then he explained that he has two concepts. One's called mirroring and one's called projecting. Did he talk about this with you? No. Okay, they seemed pretty similar to me, but I think what he was trying to get across is mirroring is when you pick someone who kind of is the opposite of the way you are so you can work out your shit. Okay. And then projecting is when you pick someone who's just like you are so you can work out your shit by like making them play you. Interesting. Okay. I think that's, I'm I'm not positive, but I think that's what he was Well, the way at. you described it, it painted a useful framework in my mind, so. Totally. Makes I, sense. Just sometimes when he was describing it, that you I think can, he flipped like mirror and projecting a few times. And so it was just hard to follow which one was supposed to be which. Just kind of like with uh, parents, you can sometimes learn from counterexample or you can learn from example. Yeah, I know I've heard a lot of people say children of alcoholics either become alcoholics or they become the opposite of alcoholics. <laughs> where like, you you know, you're always on hypervigilance for like anything that might look like alcoholism or addiction, mm, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So he said, so you might be attracting people who, you know, are really erratic so that you can ground them. And he said, or you might find a balanced person. And if so, keep at it. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm also a 224. That's helping, assisting, supporting. But they can also be codependent. 
Um, and he said, you know, with all this managing, you may yearn for creativity because you just never get to be creative. You know, you're always, always managing all these people. So he's just assuming at this point that you are managing people. I think so. But I can't fail with this chart. I just can't. You know, it's just I need to get out there. I need to write. I need to speak. I have this unresolved trauma from my childhood that's going to be helped with the writing and the speaking. Speaking of numbers, Carrie. Mm-hmm. You know which podcast network has huge numbers of really awesome shows? I can't think of any podcast network. Well, like that. I know a podcast network. It's called Maximum Fun. Okay, that has a maximum number of great listeners. Exactly. Yes, you're right. Like this show. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks. Every week, myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Um, and they said, okay, how good's your memory? And I was like, ooh, mm, I don't know, for what? And he mm. said, well, for your life and which years things happen in. I said, oh, I think you know, think I could do that. He said, okay, well, how about fall of 2007 to the beginning of 2008? That was a three year. And that will bring your hidden 4812 under that three. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the rapid numbers. <laughs> so this means- And he doesn't stop talking. It doesn't come up for air. It just right. keeps going with the, I'm a 4283. What, what, <laughs> what do you mean an 8412 under the three? <laughs> Uh, he said something emotional or creative happened that year. And I said, yeah, okay. I, that is when I moved to LA to be an actor. Okay. So I was like, "Uh, uh, yep. Okay. Yep. That was a creative year. Hit. So I started to explain. I'm like, oh yeah, well that was the year. And he said, oh, not yet. (laughs) Yeah. Ask me if I remembered things. Okay. He said, okay, now you also had an 84-12-3. In August 09. It, it seems like he's monk at the very end revealing, so you hid for all these years and pretended that you were dead. You know, and he doesn't want anyone to interrupt because he's explaining like this whole thing that he's figured out. Josh, or the villain who's about to kill you and is like, here's my whole plan. That would be the opposite end of that. Yeah, okay. but it's essentially someone like, wait, don't stop my excitement of playing this out for oh, you. right, right, yeah. Okay, so then I was allowed to tell him the story. I said, okay, yeah, I moved to LA from Northern California to to be an actor and he said oh my gosh that's awesome you'd only hope someone would do that in their three cycle oh my god i can't believe it and that was in the height of the economic crash and i was like yeah totally he said oh my god see now oh and you must have had so much anxiety over money you know it's come here to be an actor in the middle of that oh my god and i was like yeah it was it was really stressful and i feel like his excitement in in those moments is equally rooted in his excitement for you and I also would say excitement. 30% excitement for me, <laughs> and 70% excitement for him. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I called it. I did it. I did it. Do you see? 
you were talking about that reference to the stock market crash. Yeah. He's highly intelligent. There's uh-huh. no question about it. He's making these references and pulling connections. I pointed out the economic Oh, did crash. he? I, yeah. Well, you're highly intelligent, <laughs> but that's what the numbers But tell. I also just remembered, like, coming to LA and it being that time. Gotcha. And being like, wow, good job, Gary. But I noticed in my reading, he kept uh, making all these outside references. And you could just tell he had a lot stored oh, yeah. in his mind, his very active mind. For sure. And I think probably doing all these readings, he can pull out things that happened in 2003. He could probably give you five or six. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about a breakup that I had in 2008, my first big relationship. Talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Did he kind of predict that time-wise? Well, okay. He said, you know, these numbers show that your work is often in conflict with your relationships. Hmm. So then he was kind of bringing that back to 2008. And I was like, well, I went through a breakup in 2008. And he said, why? And I said, well, he didn't really want to move here. And he was like, well, see, okay, you moved here for work and he wouldn't come here. Okay. That's the short version, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Broad strokes. He said, holy shit, I didn't think you'd be this far along. Like, I thought for sure you'd still be spinning your wheels in this sort of like half satisfying job. But like, you're doing it. You're doing it. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not an actor. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, what do you do? And I said, I am a journalist and I do do a lot of public speaking. And he, he like sets everything down, grabs his hair. He's like, oh, my God, Carrie. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's super fun to talk to. Yeah. He was so proud of himself. And then he's like, that's that's exactly what I said. Do you remember? It's on the tape. Do you remember? It's on the tape. <laughs> like, no, I remember. I remember. He's like, I, ca- I can't believe you're out. You are. You are fulfilling your life purpose. You are doing exactly what you are supposed to. I j- this so rarely happens. This is so. I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> just so excited. Okay, so now it becomes, like, less him giving me advice and him just being like, keep doing it. Okay. Wow. So we talked a little bit about acting. I said, well, I still, you know, I feel like I still perform a lot, but just not, like, acting with a capital A plays a smaller role in my life. And mm-hmm. he's like, that's totally okay, because what you are put here to do is to tell your own stories, uh-huh. to, t- to take your okay. own life and share that with people, and that will change them in ways you could never expect okay so that that well, felt like a hit hit yeah we make a podcast everybody <laughs> he said you overcame your programming because when you were a kid you were told that you can't be a creative person and make money that's impossible no oh, yeah when they weren't telling you you were a daydreamer right <laughs> And I I did get some of that messaging, but not a ton. So that didn't really feel like a hit. But I'm sure, I mean, your culture certainly tells you that. So not a bad guess. Sure. Um, Okay. So then he said, now what happened with you in 2017? And I was like, nothing. Hmm. And he's like, no, no. Like something happened with you and your boyfriend, which would have been Drew, Mm -hmm. uh, in 2017. Like, oh, well. Because you started going out before then. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Broke up in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm like, I, and I said, well, I don't know if you heard, but there was a major political shift at the end of 2016. <laughs> uh, and I do think that affected both of our moods. We both got pretty depressed. And I think that had an effect on the relationship. But that was generous of you to make the 2017 connection work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But it sounds like that was a miss. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, he's like, that was a real strain on your relationship. And that's true. But I think 
that's true of a whole lot of people. Right. Okay. And then he said, now at the end of 2017, fall 2017 through the beginning of 2018, there was some kind of shuffling of your work life. What happened there? Um, no, no, don't think so. It's like, no, no, no. Something happened. Think about it. End of 2017, beginning of 2018. And I go, huh. okay, I went to Costa Rica then. Oh, yeah. January 2018. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, nothing happened like October, November 2017. No. Okay. What'd you go to Costa Rica for? Okay. Um, I was reporting on this, this clinic in Costa Rica that uses ayahuasca to treat various ailments. <laughs> and I felt that those claims were not entirely accurate. And I did get sued. And that kind of affected my work life for a bit. I'm sure he saw this as a resounding hit. Oh, he was thrilled. And then he <laughs> said, and when did you decide to go to Costa Rica? And I'm like, I don't know, the November before. Ah, see, I said the October or the November So we can extend this. We get credit if you decided to go earlier. (laughs) Right. By the way, we haven't told people yet that we got sued. Oh, we got sued. We'll tell you more later. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun story. It's a good story. Yeah. So, okay. Now he's very excited. And then he's like, tell me about, I've never done ayahuasca. And I'm like, oh, well, me neither. But my co-host did. And he's like, okay. Wow. 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 Uh, what was this place called? And I say, Rhythmia. And he says, I'm their numerologist. No, he said, you're a reporter? And I said, yes. And he said, can I tell you something off the record? And oh. I said, yes. And now I'll pause this tape and tell you what it was. Oh, too bad we can't <laughs> share that with everybody. <laughs> I know. Anyway, then... Uh... <laughs> oh, I hate being a tease like that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's... Off the record, off the record. It's, yeah, it's related and interesting. It is, but he was very smart to ask me, oh, you're a journalist, this is off the record. Okay. Very yeah. smart. So, yeah, he's like, so, you know, I'm I'm a critical thinker, too. I'm a bit of a skeptic. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right, cool. All right, so he said, now, let's talk about this year, 2019. This year is a five. It is the year of your big break. And you're doing your higher purpose. You're already doing it. There's no doubt about it. So your big break is going to come this year. I feel really good about June, August, and September. Ooh, and coming up. Yeah, some really big things are coming for you work-wise. And I said, okay. I mean, I'm trying to sell a couple big projects right now so mm-hmm. that's nice news and then of course he's already like see i see you're trying to sell them you see i'm like well that's not that's not a big break that's we trying to get one but yeah but he's already he's assured that yeah you're gonna get that big it's, break yeah let here's hoping it, he might as well take credit for it when you do sure i will give him the credit if if it's like june august or september specifically yeah th- those are coming up yeah okay so then he said since i'm a 22484 that I need to build an actual business with a brick and mortar building. So he's like, I think you're supposed to start your own outlet. You're supposed to make your own magazine. You're supposed to start your own news website. And oh. you are supposed to be the boss because wow. you have all this managerial talent. Okay. You can oversee all these people. Right. And then he said, I mean, has much been wrong here? And I said, no, most has been pretty spot on. He did not like that. Most was not the right answer. So he okay. said, well. No, factually, it's all been spot on. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> so then he like gets really defensive and starts listing all his hits. And I'm like, yes, totally. That Oh, that one was good too. Carrie is very Absolutely. animated right now, but that's because he also is very animated. Oh, yeah. 
I um, just got a text from the Flat Earthers. They're oh. going back to the Salton Sea for Again? what must be like the fifth time. Oh, good God. It's just, I want to go back to all those people who berated me like, oh, you picked the worst possible place right. to do this test. And then they keep going back. God. Anyways. So he, t- he talked you into agreeing that th- this was... Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, no, those are all good. Those are all good. You know, but he's listing all the things that were good hits. And he, I, he wants a satisfied customer. It's, it's uncomfortable to be like, well, yes, but do you remember also you saying this <laughs> other thing? You know, it's like, don't make me do... So I, I'm just going like, yes, uh-huh. No, that one was good too. Yeah, yes, we're not going to uh-huh. haggle over it. Right, right. I'm just going to leave with my honest opinion. Is that okay? Yeah, right. Okay, so finally you seem to get over that. Uh, Mentioned that my family of origin needed balance between work and parenting. That was definitely true. My parents were big workaholics. I was home alone a lot. Mm -hmm. So he loved loved that. And he said, you know, I do a similar thing where I pick women who need saving. And that's me recreating the trauma of my childhood. Uh, We all do it. Okay, cool, cool, Mm. cool. So... He said, late summer of this year begins my sixth cycle. Hmm. I think my sixth cycle has something to do with romantic love. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're nodding. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, we lost Stanton Friedman. Yeah, we did. He passed away this week. R.I.P. So he told me I can't earn love by being my partner's inner guidance counselor. That, you know, one of the things I do is I pick people who sort of like, need internal motivation and i end up being their external motivation okay that That resonated yeah that happened at least in a recent relationship so he said uh you know you're organized you get shit done and when you take that attitude to your work that's where it really shines don't take it to your relationship so i said okay interesting that's, that's good advice oh yeah and at this point i was like you know you keep saying this thing about managing and i feel like i should say i've, I've actually never managed anyone um it uh-huh. makes me kind of uncomfortable to take those kinds of roles and it was like well, wait, wait, wait. You <laughs> said that one of your previous jobs was a communications director. And I said, oh, yeah, in small nonprofits, they use terms like director to say, like, she's in charge of the whole thing, yeah. not she's directing people. Right, she's directing right. the concept of communication. And he's like, oh, okay. So, like, so just a director and title only. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. My goodness, I guess so. Uh, he's like, okay, well, you know, uh, I think there. Are, I think if you look at it, like you'll find other ways that you were sort of managing the situation. Oh, okay, like, oh, all right, all right, all right. Sir. Uh, but okay, he said in the next five years, I'm going to have my own business, which will most likely be a journalistic outlet where I manage people. Um, okay, told me to pick uh, in my next romantic partner, pick someone who's emotionally available and has job stability. Those those seem like good standards. Sure. I should mentor up-and-coming writers. Oh, yeah, okay. And then he said, I see you in a new relationship this in late summer or fall. It could be the person that you broke up with. It could oh. be Drew. Okay. Yeah. But it could be someone different. It could be someone different. <laughs> so it's either Drew or someone else. Oh. So that's useful. That's probably correct, yeah. as long as the timing works out. <laughs> and then he asked for Drew's birthday, gave it to him, and he said, oh, 2020 is a big power cycle for him, and 2021 is going to be a major rise in his career. It could be him. It could be him, because he is, as you are leaving your sixth cycle, he's entering it, or maybe it was vice versa. Okay. Okay. And then I think he kind of saw on my face that I was sort of like, eh, we're kind of equivocating between one thing and the other. And mm-hmm. he said, listen, listen, my job isn't to be right 100% of the time it's to be right 80 to 85 percent of the major stuff 
stuff. <laughs> said, okay, well, I think, hey. I think you've done that. Yeah, qualifications. Yeah, good. Um, and then he said, you know, the reason you're so smart is because you have a seven. But you have a three, and that makes people fall in love with you. And it makes people fall in love with you through your stories. And you need to be a manager. Oh, yeah. At this point, I wrote down, I want tacos so bad. I was really <laughs> hungry. This had gone on for almost two hours. Yeah, which is impressive because it was a one-hour session. Yeah, mine was. Did you get your tacos? <sighs> yes, finally. Okay, so he gave me the chart. I looked at it. I said, oh, my God, this is nuts. And he said, yup. <laughs> and then I asked him if he had any more readings today. And he said, one more. And I knew that was you. And then I went to Chipotle and I got Sofrito's tacos. Nice. And we just had Del Taco tacos. Yeah, the Beyond tacos. Yeah, they use the Beyond meat now at Del Taco. And it's good. It is good. That makes a good taco. Go get one. You know what's equally good to a taco? Shoes. 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 <laughs> exactly, but particularly Rothy's shoes, if you ask me. Well, I am asking you. Would you say that they are stylish, sustainable, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, guys, have you heard about this company that's making stylish, comfortable shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles? Because I, I have, and I love them. I have a pair of Rothy shoes. They're green. They're great. We just had a live show in LA the other day, and Kara said that as she was in line, she saw another woman wearing Rothy shoes. Nice. And, and they were the exact same ones. And so she was telling me later, like, was it because you mentioned exactly which <laughs> shoes I wear? You think she bought my shoes on Rothy? Was she <laughs> mad like that? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> she wasn't angry, but she was like suspicious. Like, oh, they're copying my shoes. Oh, boy. <laughs> but clearly. She, but she did get like the plain black ones, Yeah, right? with the okay, blue stripes. That, I think that's right. their biggest seller. Gotcha. Anyways, she loves her Rothy's. She was wearing them because they're comfortable. Sure. Rothy's are the everyday flats for life on the go. They're stylish and versatile, and they come in a wide range of colors and patterns. And because you are a 549, you should know that they are crafted from recycled water bottles. And they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. They're also machine washable. And Rothy's are manufactured in a zero waste factory and they ship directly in the shoebox. No unnecessary packaging. So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash oh no. Go to rothys.com r-o-t-h-y-s dot c-o-m slash oh no o-h-n-o to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash oh no today. Okay, well, that sounded pretty fun. It was fun. So I came in for the last session of the day. So yeah, I got up to the same apartment, and it seemed like he was busy. He had other things going on, and I, I was a little bit of an inconvenience, but he was, oh, okay. once he was into it, he was into it, and mm -hmm. he was very much engaged. So not saying that, it just felt a little bad, like, oh, he's trying to do other things. He's got a brand new table. <laughs> Here I am, an interloper. So he did the same rapid math. Once he was finally done scribbling on the paper and looked up at me, he started telling me a bit about his system, his numerology, and I guess there are these master numbers that are doubled numbers, your one ones, your two twos, your three threes, etc. And so he said that my natural ability is a seven seven. Then he said that if you add seven and seven, you get 14, one mm -hmm. four, and then Jesus you add five. those together, you get a five. So I'm a seven seven one four five. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, geez. Mm -hmm. I follow. So then he kind of honed in on that 14 and said, well, that's part of the karmic numbers. I think it was uh, like 13, 14, 16, 19. Those were all karmic debt numbers. Yeah, he said he's not 100% sure how that works in, in the real world, like how, <laughs> okay. the, how the debt balance is actually administered. 
but he's just seen this from all these readings. Hmm. And I guess he doesn't use those too heavily because he feels he's seen counterexamples to the karmic debts. He's seen people who should be living miserable lives and aren't or should be doing really well and aren't. So yeah, so he says he doesn't rely on that too heavily. Yeah, and I got that sense of just a little bit of... Discrimination? Yeah, empiricism. Uh-huh. You know, that he, he cares a little bit about how these things play out in the real world. Yeah. But he feels that the, the numbers that he works with all the time are without fail, right. essentially. Okay. And then he said, my ultimate goal number is 111 or 111. Hmm. And then he somehow shortened that to an 11. And that confused me. I'm still not sure how we got to that 11. Hmm. And hmm. so he said that I have two master numbers, a 77 and an 11. And... I got the sense from him that that was somewhat unusual and I asked him how unusual it is. And he's like, well, it's not like unprecedented. I see it regularly, but you know, it's, it is unusual. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I have two master numbers, seven, seven and one, one. Sorry. Uh, I'm still trying to think of how 111 becomes 11. I can't think of any permutation. I know. Like, Unless it's one. It felt like he was just cutting off one of them because yeah. he was done with it. Yeah. I can't think of any. Way to do that. But he's talking so fast, you don't really have time to... Yeah. I was impressed enough with myself that I was able to figure out this scattering of numbers, how they were tying together with the addition, at least. And so he said the uh, one, four, five, he calls the sex, drugs, and rock and roll five. And so... Oh, is that you? Well, yeah, he'll qualify that in a moment. But apparently there's a difference between being a two, three, five and a one, four, five. Oh, right, right. And I would assume a four, (laughs) one, five, or even a... I don't know if a five, zero, five is possible because zero is not really on the scale it's just one to nine but he immediately qualified the sex drugs and rock and roll thing he said but that's not necessarily you (laughs) and then he mentioned that i have another five on my chart for personality so he just found that interesting that five came up a couple times okay so five also so the one four five means that i have the power of persuasion communication great just like you and travel so apparently i love uh, travel and he told me that i could sell anything to anyone i could sell guns to mother Teresa. Good luck with that. Okay, well, I don't I don't see the chaos from you, but if life gets too predictable, you may just like blow things up to see what happens. Oh, interesting. Which doesn't sound like me. No, but maybe you will. I, yeah. I feel like I'm a stay the course kind of person uh-huh. and I need like an external factor to point out like, ah, you should do something different. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I was going to keep maintaining this thing for 20 years. Huh? Okay. <laughs> And, th- and then he introduced that kind of relationship angle as well that oh, maybe I'll seek someone out who does blow things up for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, who, who provides that role in my life. Do you feel like you've done that before? No. Okay. Not really. But I'm also a three, four, seven, which means that I'm reserved. So, okay. So you're, you're five. Drugs and rock and roll reserve types. <laughs> exactly. So I'm a five and a seven. I'm a free spirit, but reserved. And I think he kind of copped to the fact that that was contradictory. Uh, he started talking more about the seven, said that they are knowledgeable, said that I'm just like super smart, competent, you know, anything I do, uh-huh. I'm the master of that. So, I just know okay. everything about we, it. We five you, sevens are doing great. Yeah. Hey, we've got that in common already. I'd be a great seller, marketer, promoter. Like he throws out all of these different uh-huh. professions, uh-huh. things okay. that I could be, things that are very L.A., uh-huh, true. Feels like 80% of anyone you meet in LA is going to be loosely connected to one of those descriptions. That's exactly. weird. I'm an agrarian. Right. <laughs> who lives in LA. Yeah, at one point, he kept saying something about me selling, and I was like, yeah, sales doesn't really play a role in my life. And he was like, you have to sell your work. Like, mm-hmm. you sell your articles. I'm like, well, yes, okay. Sure, if you sense, reframe anything. Yeah, in the sense that I participate in an economy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then something about my inner drive being a 279. 
So that was okay. my nine. And that means okay, that... I didn't, I didn't hear mention of a nine in mine. That meant that I want to reach out to the public and uh, usually okay. in a creative way. Okay. All right. So huh. hit. Interesting. And my ultimate goal is the 111, the 111. But this time he broke it down to a 12 and then, or, or one, two rather, and then into a three. So that really confused me. Like, okay, we're talking about a one, 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 two, three. Like, ah. I mean, it's so weird too. So you could just add one, one, one and get three. You don't need to do this 12 thing in the middle. And he kind of treated it that way later. Anyways, so huh. that's my ultimate goal number. The, Is it three? Yes. Okay. They're, I guess yes. they're all related. I, yes. Was three my ultimate goal number or was five? Oh, five was my ultimate goal. Oh, interesting. Okay, so so we have a lot of the same numbers, but yeah. they're kind of switched around. I'm noticing around. that between the two of us, we've got pretty much all the numbers. Yeah, and they're odd numbers. I got four and eight. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. I didn't get any That's even why I'm numbers. That's a good manager. I see, I see. According to the ancients, 11 is a messenger. The ancients, you say? We got into this later, but uh, he's very reliant upon Pythagoras, he said. Ah. wrote a lot of the early writings that because I wanted to know where where did all this knowledge come from right and he was talking later we got to talking about religion and stuff and I kind of mentioned my journey and he said that yeah religions all the dogma that's kind of useless but all of them contain the secret knowledge and that's kind of what I've been studying is reading between the lines and cuneiform and hieroglyphics and Mm. I don't know just sort of throwing out a bunch of terms that kind of evoked these images of the ancient the arcane and 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 how it's all out there and mm-hmm. just needed someone to kind of synthesize it. And that's been his life goal. Sure, it's all true. Uh, but because I'm a seven, uh, I need to teach people my philosophy and share my insights and my teachable moments. Okay. So, yeah, that sure. sounds like a solid hit. And then he pointed out that 11 is made out of triple ones. And that's a dynamic. That means you're meant to be a dynamic leader. 11 is made out of triple ones? Yeah, remember? Because the 11 is also 111, but which is also 12, which is also 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So it's made out of triple ones, which means what? The, there's three of them. So it's very dynamic. Oh, and dynamic. that makes me a dynamic leader. Oh, okay. Aha. Yeah, to my very literal mind, this was this is all quite difficult. Uh-huh. Wait, wait. You're, uh, it's like four different things at once. Cool. Do you manage people at work? Uh, not, not to any extent that you would call me a manager even though manager is in my title. Ah, see, also a manager in title only. So so he said that this means I have a lot of knowledge to share, and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a teacher by trade, but that you share knowledge. Okay, well, that's... uh, But if you are a teacher, please say so now. (laughs) Exactly. So I did mention that my mom, dad, stepmother, and sister are all teachers. Later on, I told him I work in training. Like, Uh that's my job. And he's like, oh, that same little, like, throw down the paper moment. Uh, Grab the sides of your head. Yeah, I got to say, this is so fun. I really enjoyed talking to him. I really like him. I was really getting into it. In fact, when our reading was over, he was like, stay in touch, will you? And I was like, I really will. Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll get to that in just a bit. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. So the last number was a one, two, three, uh-huh. which is my communication and writing. Okay. And so I'm meant to be a communicator and writer, but that's also where I'm most wounded. And so oh, okay. I had some kind of parent who was either very aloof and distant okay. or just a train wreck and full of neuroses and okay. kind of crazy. And I sort of... So all, all we know for sure is you didn't have two completely stable parents. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Oh, one of my parents is, uh, yeah, imperfect. abnormal and, and imperfect in some way. Oh, uh-huh, right. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. You walked on eggshells. You repressed yourself. And so I, I started thinking of my mom because she kind of matched up with the, the crazy side okay. of this more. He said that, that you are attracted to narcissists. 
Oh, wow. And that you'll probably have a lot in your life, like that you should examine people that you've either uh, gotten together with in relationships or maybe leaders that you choose. And he kept underscoring that point about choosing a narcissistic leader. And I said, well, I didn't vote for Trump, if that's what you mean. (laughs) And you could be someone who speaks or writes in media, he told me. Okay. Uh, Either a leader, a teacher, you want to be seen to be actualized. Okay, that all resonates. That all makes sense. You're not meant to be behind the scenes for someone else. And maybe you've worked with someone who's really influential, but you shouldn't be playing someone else's game. You've got your own game to play. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that I might get invited to speak to other people. Okay. And that I should do that, own that. Okay. I Will do. do and yeah. I do and I do. So at this point, he's still not letting you give him validation? Or not too much. I mean, I mentioned about the family members being teachers. And I'm, oh, right. I'm definitely yeah. nodding Nod. along. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes getting excited because, yeah, he gets some really strong feeling hits, including this one. He started crunching these numbers and was looking at a nine-year cycle and said, okay, I see some big transitions that happened in your life in 2011 or 2012. And, well, first of all, the world ended in 2012. Mm-hmm. That's that true. was big. Uh, 2011. Well, 2012. Oh, it happened in both years. Oh, yeah, because uh, Harold, Harold, Harold Camping. Harold Camp, not the, Shri Harold, Harold Camping. Right, right, and the Mayan prediction, yes. But when he said there were big transitions in your life, 2011 is the year that I would give people, because that's when we started this podcast. Oh, right, okay. That's and, funny. I didn't think of anything. And mm-hmm. when I transitioned into my new job at work. Those are both the same ah, year. Ah, okay. So if you ask me, like, oh, when was a big turning point for you in your life? I would say 2011. Okay. So that was a solid great, hit. Great, great. Hit, hit. He said, uh, you know, maybe it was the end of a relationship or a move, something like that. And then he asked me what happened. And I told him that, and he, you know, throw down the paper. Oh, my God, this is you amazing. Yeah, he clapped. Perfect, perfect. And then he said, okay, so what was the what was the job transition? And so then I specified that I went from working as a compositor to working in training. And then he said, and what what was what is the creative project? And I said, a podcast that I started. And uh, and he claps his hand. Oh, perfect, that's amazing. But now we've introduced that I have a podcast. <laughs> right. Okay. So he wanted to know what the topic was about that. Oh, no. Okay. So I equivocated a little bit at first. Well, you know, we talk about science, science related issues, uh, ideas, and, and when they go foul of science. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> Stop asking me. I need to be. And he said, well, like, are you looking at like alternative ideas or futuristic ideas? Which was a very good, hmm. interesting way to give me options there. And I said, alternative. And he said, okay, well, like weird stuff. It's like, yeah, definitely weird stuff. Well, what kind of things are you talking about? Like, you know, Scientology. It's like, oh, wow. So he said, well, there you go. That's the 11. Your 11 cares about the alternative weird stuff. And that needs to be part of your life. You seek after okay. that. Great. I said, well, solid. Yeah, yeah, that's a good hit. And he asked me if I've thought about writing. Okay. And I said, yep, I think about it all the time, but put it off strategically in uh-huh. my life. Uh, do everything else. And he's like, oh, that, see, that's it. That's your creative expression. That's your three, uh-huh. but it's repressed and you're putting it off. I know because I do the exact same thing, he right. said. As uh, does like every person in the world. Exactly, exactly. But he said how he's had this book, you know, that he uh, hasn't yeah. been writing. Yep. So, you know, healer, heal thyself kind of thing. So he said, your job, your mission in life is to own your own voice and kind of get past all these things holding you back. But it's all about telling your own story, which he also said Mm, to you. Okay. And I would notice that he would use little phrases that I had used earlier. Like when I mentioned I was strategically holding myself back, he would call that 15 minutes later in the conversation. Like, again, just very sharp. You can Mm -hmm. tell he's holding a lot of things in his head at once. 
So then he gets into the six cycles of relationships. Okay. And so he's looking at the page again for a bit and trying to do a little bit of math. And I can already feel because he's talking about relationships like, okay, here's where my own life story is going to upset everything he's expecting. Oh, because he's going to think young guy, probably not 18 years into a marriage. Right, exactly. And so, you know, there's going to be some big changes. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we got married 18 years ago. That's a multiple of six. He he asked about a change in my relationship status in 2016, 2017. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's when I kind of spoiled it and said, oh, well, no, actually, I've been married for 18 years. He's like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> and so then he when meant- When did you adopt Evening? 2013. Oh, that doesn't help. Yeah. So then he said, okay, well, hmm, that's weird. Well, then did something happen relationship-wise in fall of 2007 or all of 2008? He'd gone further back in time, which is weird because that's not six years previous. Right. So yeah, he's doing some different math all of a sudden, but I'm not sure what that is. But I had to be honest there. I said, okay, well, I did have feelings for someone else oh, right. around that time. Okay. And I felt it would be dishonest just to be like, nope, nothing uh-huh. nothing different with my yeah. relationship well, then. Mm-hmm. Okay, hit. So I find myself opening up to this guy and he wants yeah. to know about that. Yeah, okay, well, here it is. Yeah, I'm telling him lots of vulnerable intimate details. Yeah, yeah, vulnerable stuff, right. Uh, and then he said, okay, okay, well, uh, let me go further back. Wait a second, when, when did you ask your wife to marry you? I said, okay, well, 1999. Uh-huh. And, and and I think he even honed in on the last half of that year. And I said, oh, well, it was December 1999 that I asked her to marry me. And he said, aha. <laughs> and he was so excited. Like, I just needed to go one cycle farther back, which, again, is not six what? years. Yeah, I'm not sure where the sixes were because he was making much bigger jumps in years. But huh, he had cl- 1999. What was the original year he threw out? 2016, 2017. So yeah. there was some loose math oh, going well, on here. Okay, 2017 would have been 18 years later. Okay, so that would be okay. a cycle of six. No, oh, there we go. Okay, this yeah. just that middle one. Yeah, I'm not sure where that came from. Anyways. Hey! Hey, yeah. Sure. Well, he was very excited about that. that That's when I had first asked Cara to marry me. Uh, And then he wanted to know more about, like, which parent was the one that was aloof. And I was like, oh, well, I'd kind of latched onto the other thing you said. Oh, right. That was my mom. If you asked aloof, I guess I would say my dad, but we we get along well, but I only saw him once a week growing Uh up. So we talked about that. And again, I'm just talking about my childhood and my parents and everything and being very vulnerable with this guy, but happy to do so. You know, he felt like a a confidant already. But then when I described my mom in more detail, as kind of histrionic is the word I will use for her. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, well, she's the narcissist. I said, okay, okay. well, sure. Yeah. (laughs) You were attracted to her at least i guess that set up the three the repression and what would draw me to narcissists in the future i don't think i am particularly drawn to narcissists i think i recognize that and steer clear of it Mm -hmm. but that's often hard to tell with the narcissist they put up a good front um if they're intelligent i remember reading about like uh this who was it? It was some psychologist, and I don't remember what their specialty was, but who said the best predictor he could find for whether someone was a narcissist was to ask them that most of them are just like very sort of proud almost oh, to tell you that, that they are. that they've pulled this... Uh trick off on humanity no just like well sure i mean if you define narcissism as loving yourself you know they're oh, just sort right. of willing to be like well you should everyone should be and everyone who's not that way is just like interesting mm, i hope not you know that's funny okay that makes sense so then he tells me that your podcast could be primed for great growth okay and uh, he asked what's been happening since fall of last year last fall Fall of last year we started our tour in minnesota okay in the fall of yeah 2018 yeah that's true solid so i'd mentioned that i said yeah we've been touring we meant to do three touring locations and we've done like 10 now or something like that by the time we're done and so he was just so excited about oh well what's it called (laughs) oh no (laughs) 
<laughs> I said, oh no, Ross and Carrie. Uh-huh. And he didn't he didn't show any sign of recognition, but okay. I know he just had a meeting with someone named Carrie earlier <laughs> in the day, crunched her numbers, oh, boy. very similar numbers. Yep. Uh, so he said, well, congrats. It, uh, that's interesting. He did say, I think he wanted to know if there was a, a relationship aspect there. And I said, oh, oh no, no, okay. it's platonic. And he said, oh, Carrie might be for me. Though. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I got to call him back up. Yeah, right. <laughs> It'd be very funny if he had been like, what says you're going to get in a relationship with Crunch, crunch, crunch with me. (laughs) I don't know. It's right here in the chart, Carrie. Wow, that would be quite the tool. I wonder if he's ever used it that way. That would make him quite a tool, yes. (laughs) So then he wanted to know more about the podcast. He's like, okay, okay. So how how crazy are we talking about in your subject matter? You said Scientology. And I said, yeah, well, you know, we joined Scientology. He's like, thank God I hadn't used that example. Yeah, right. You're hitting your 11 out of the park. Oh, you were so realizing that. We are doing so well, Ross. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder how often he's telling people like, you know, you're in a creative field, but this is telling me you really need to sit in an office because we need people who do infrastructure jobs. And this is, I think really you should go back in. Have you considered like road maintenance and repair? Right, because we need all those people. But whenever you go to sort of a psychic or something like that, they always want you to go the other way. Media personality, right? right, Become a, I think he even did mention life coach at some point. Like I could be a life coach. Please shoot me if I become a life coach. Coach, unless I'm doing it for oh the po- <laughs> unless I'm doing it for the podcast, in which case, don't shoot me. Okay, I'm not going to shoot you either way. It's not honest. my life goal. It might be yours. Yep, and then great. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Carry on as a, a five four nine. Ross on. Hey, guess what we didn't talk about? What body hair? Really, we talked about body hair at length. Oh yeah, was it off the record? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I can't tell you about his shaving situation that's not true but hey body hair is a reality and for all the hairs you're not so fond of there's flamingo that's right what is flamingo you ask well it's a collective of women at harry's which is a men's shaving brand and they saw an opportunity to create better hair removal solutions for women after interviewing thousands of them and so they created the service and if you order a flamingo kit it'll arrive at your house and Mm -hmm. it'll have all the razors you need but uh it's not shaped like a flamingo no it is not. But you'll be shaped like a flamingo. Because, you know, you have to contort to shave your legs. While you're shaving. Yeah. (laughs) That's the idea. Yeah, it's a really nice close shave. I find I have to shave a little bit less than with some other razors. I like a lot. Flamingo designed a shave set dedicated to helping you actually enjoy shaving. It's a $22 value, but for you, it's just $16 and it ships free. Holy moly. The shave set is your end-to-end routine in one reusable pouch. There's gel, there's the razor, there's the extra blade, there's lotion, and a holder so it doesn't get lost in your shower. And it's all cruelty and paraben-free. So get a set with all your shave essentials from Flamingo, the brand that Vogue, Glamour, and really everybody is talking about. Again, it's a $22 value, but only $16, with free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash oh no. That's right. Visit shopflamingo.com slash oh no. I was asking him all those questions at this point about how he knows this, how he came to this, the testing that he's done. And he said, oh, yeah, well, I've even like I have a friend who works at JPL. Uh, he tried to involve a couple other people. He wanted me to like he just gave me their names and birthdays without ever meeting them and I wrote out detailed readings for them and they were supposed to come back and then it all fell apart you know but I was willing to be tested you know I'm totally open to Mm -hmm. having this tested I believe that of him absolutely you know he'd heard this before that yes this feels very arbitrary that you just happen to have this middle name even though most people don't know it 
and that it's affected your life in so many important oh, ways. Right, yeah. He at least owned that it sounded arbitrary uh-huh. and capricious, but he's like, but this works. You know, I've tried it out so many times. Okay. Well, that's all I needed to know. He predicted that I would have had lots of bad bosses throughout the years. And I think I can honestly say I've had a really good string of good bosses. Nice. I've lucked out in that respect. So he's like, oh, well, you're lucky. Okay. He felt that uh, my wife might be too introverted for me, and I might need to her to come out of her shell. I okay. said, well, I'll send her to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do that. Do it. I, I'm not prepared to say Kara is too introverted, but she is. If you were to pick introverted or extroverted, she'd be oh, an introvert. Yeah, no question. She's an introvert. Now, I think it's kind of that balancing thing where I found someone very unlike me, and that mm-hmm. forces me to stop and slow down where right. I wouldn't otherwise. And you can bring her out of her shell somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, obviously the balance has worked. We are very happy. So so at this point, I've gotten him talking about religions and we've been talking about science and the origins of these numbers and all these different things. And uh, he's like, oh, man, you asked a lot of questions. And I said, yeah, well, thanks for indulging me with all of this. He said, I feel like I'm on your podcast already. (laughs) But then he said, well, podcasts have been on my mind a lot lately. And see, this is just the universe. This is the universe doing its thing. Like, look at this. Look at this. See, I was literally, I just got a text from someone asking me if I've heard of Joe Rogan (laughs) in his podcast. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's very popular. He's like, have you heard of that? Like, oh, yes, definitely. And they said, and I was on another podcast called Redacted recently. And uh, you should listen to that. You know what? It was a fun conversation and it wasn't as loopy and insubstantial as I thought it would be. But I think something more like what you're doing is more intellectual, more my style. You should have me on your show. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Guess what? He also writes for Redacted. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) I said, well, I can't guarantee A, that I won't be talking about this on my podcast, our meeting, and B, that I won't contact you back to maybe have you on the show. Okay. So he's ready and willing. Okay. He's he's into it. All righty. We'll see how he feels after he listens to this. Okay. Well, at least we both really, really liked him. He's amazing. And I I really did open up to him. Like, I was happy to tell him all these things about myself. He's a really nice guy. Very handsome. (laughs) Really good apartment. (laughs) And and he was saying, yeah, you know, I was raised with skeptics. And so, you know, like, yeah, I'm just I'm used to that way of thinking. I come from that world. So let's keep up. (laughs) Let's chat. So there we go. Cool, cool. So should we have Redacted on the show? Okay. Yeah, let's ask. Awesome. You know, actually, that's kind of our rule. Like, if we report on something and someone wants to have their say, then we give them an open forum. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, redacted. He'll have us. If he wants on, then he is welcome here. Okay, so it may not be next week, but we'll we'll reach out to redacted and uh, see if he wants to come on the show. Yeah, he he really was great. Oh, absolutely. Feigning discomfort, but... Do we want to rate this then? Okay. What would you give this on a pseudoscience rating? One through ten. No oh, goodness. very pseudoscientific. Can I do a one through nine? <laughs> sure. <laughs> From my current perspective and understanding, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, eight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah. pulling lots of useful information from his own experience and other cues and mm-hmm. the conversation and just a good understanding of human psychology. I don't think it's coming from the numbers as of yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. yet to be fully convinced of Mm -hmm. that. But I will say this is a better reading than I've gotten from any psychic. And I've seen quite a few psychics and and spiritualists. I do feel like a lot of these people, I know I've said this before, you end up just meeting someone who would be a really good therapist or writer or, you know, just someone who reads people really well, picks up on cues they don't even know they're picking up on, is a good conversationalist. Mm -hmm. And... 
this just happens to be the system through which they organize all those thoughts. Yeah. And that's what I feel like is going on here, too. Yeah. I will uh, join you. Join you at eight. Okay. But yeah, I think he does it incredibly well. Yeah. I think he's one of the best examples I've seen of it. Yeah. Okay. What would you give this on a creepiness scale where one is something not very creepy? One. Yeah. It wasn't creepy okay. at all. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Felt very welcome there. Very comfortable. Yeah. All good. What about a danger rating where one's something that's not dangerous and tends something very dangerous? Mm, at least from the readings he gave you and I, mm-hmm. I would put this low. I'm going to say eh, two. Like mm-hmm. maybe someone would take advice too seriously and make a rash relationship change or work change. But I feel mostly he's going to be tapping into what people already feel is true about themselves mm-hmm. and just amplifying that voice inside of them. So I don't see a huge danger. Yeah, it doesn't. It seems like he does that thing where whatever's a hit, he focuses on that. And if it's a hit for you, that's probably because you already kind of thought it mm-hmm. on some level. So doesn't seem very dangerous to me either. Also, I didn't even realize this at the time, but thinking back, there was nothing about my health or, you know, predictions of disease or anything like that. Right, right. Or how I should handle those things if they arose. Same here. Now, if we were older, would that have come up? Mm-hmm, Maybe. Possible. Yeah, so I, I think I'd say a one. I, now, this is, of course, just based on this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and this particular reading. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll go back to two. I'll go back to two. Okay. Yeah. Hey, welcome just, to two. Thank you. <laughs> You're like a real eight two. You're a one one two. Yeah. <laughs> what would you then give this on a pocket draining value where one is something not very pocket draining and nine is incredibly pocket draining? So yeah, I think pseudoscience and pocket drainer are where this excels. Uh yeah, I think it's it's really expensive. So I'm just gonna say seven. Two hundred bucks an hour. Like that's that's pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, you got almost two hours. That's true, because we had to have our off-the-record conversation. Mine was maybe an hour and 15 minutes, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he felt very generous with his time. And Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't feel aggrieved afterwards, like, I spent $200 on -hmm. this because I was enjoying it so much. But then again, I'm doing this for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll I'll slightly undercut you. I'll say uh, six. Five? Six. 5.5. Five or six, that's 11. That's two. (laughs) Two. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. This worked against me. Yeah, I'll I'll say six, I guess. Yeah, it's it's definitely a significant amount of money. But this is, in a way, a form of therapy you're talking. I I was sharing a bunch of stuff I wasn't planning to share. So, Mm -hmm. Um, What about hot drinks? Yay, nay. I guess I have to say nay. I'd say nay, too, because I watched him drink a hot drink, and I thought, boy, if he offered me some tea, I'd take some. Oh, okay. Okay, but that's not what we were there for. No, it didn't say on his website, plus I will give you tea, so (laughs) it's fair. All right. All right. Well, speaking of numbers, I just got an update from Danny at Max Fun. You know how we were doing that sock drive at yeah. Max Fun? We have donated 1,473 pairs of socks total with listeners' help. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well done, listeners. Good job, guys. Thanks for helping out with getting together some socks for people who need them. Yeah. I sent... 10 pairs, I think. Mm, I can't remember how many I sent, but there were lots of pairs. We socked some feet. Yeah. And also, speaking of numbers, we want to thank all of you for listening, getting us to this 200th episode. Yeah. This has been an exciting ride. Yeah, it has. And it's going to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. True, true. That's the ride. And speaking of amazing listeners, we put out the call last time for... (laughs) 
a, a Squarespace-derived site that told the truth about Ross and Carrie. Scientology puts out these smear sites where when anyone reports on them, well, not anyone, often when people report on them, they will put out a smear site, you know, saying, oh, this is why you shouldn't listen to Leah Remini or Mike Rinder or whoever it is. Because- yeah, we had them in our ranks for three decades, but they were an awful, awful person. Right. And now we need you to know this. Right. So usually it will be something like, who is LeahRemini.com? Who is so-and-so.com? So we said, will someone please, before the Scientologists do, make a smear site about us at whoisrossandcarry.com? And someone stepped up to the plate in what, a day? Yeah. Jeff Tinglestad had the site up a day after we put out that episode. Incredible. It was fantastic. It's hilarious. So yeah, check out whoisrossandcarry.com. It's very good. We also want to make sure you know about this upcoming event with friend of the show, Drew Spears. Uh, so here's a little bit of advanced audio from our recent live show in LA. We'll let Drew tell you all about it. Oh, can I plug my live show yeah. real quick? Do it. Uh, so I'm doing a new comedy book club for people who want to be in a book club, but reading books, they don't want to do anything difficult. It's next Wednesday, the 29th at a Blue Rooster Art Supplies. It's called Cook Club. Uh, we're going to be reading Chris Kattan's Baby Don't Hurt Me, Stories and Stars from Saturday Night Live. The book is insane. He used to date the woman that Maroon 5's uh, Songs About Jane was written about, and he was dating her while that album became super popular, and then he went crazy. Um, that's like the third most juicy gossip in the book. Come check it out. I'll be giving out flyers, and also, you can come and not read the book. No one gives a shit. <laughs> I believe also it's a little cheaper for OnRack listeners. Yeah, I got a OnRack discount code. It's I'm sure it's all Drew. If you use that, you can get uh, 50% off. Honestly, it's going to be a blast. I paid a lot of money to rent the space, and if people don't show up, I am going to get soaked. Uh, that, is, that is not a fucking joke. <laughs> So I hope you can make the cook blub. That's this Wednesday, May 29th, starting at 7.30 at the Blue Rooster Art Supplies. You can find tickets at eventbrite.com. Just do a search for cook blub. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer, who's been with us low these 200 episodes. Yeah, it gave us the idea for the name of this podcast and mm-hmm. this 200th episode. Yeah. Our uh, editor is Victor Figueroa, but he's out in Peru, so I'll be editing this one. But he's great. He is. You can support this and all our investigations. They're expensive by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. You can also support us by telling your friends, making them listen to an episode in the car with you, leaving a positive review on iTunes, even just a five-star review without writing anything. Or you can write something like, these people are amazing. Or be like me on Goodreads and just say, great, good, five (laughs) stars, good. Or in honor of Stanton Friedman, UFO researcher, you can just leave a review in all caps, yes. You know, he came to some different conclusions than we did, but he was certainly a brilliant man, and we're sad to see him go. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And together we're the hosts of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. What does that mean for you, the podcast consumer? Well, it means that you're going to get a lot of stories about how we used to do weird stuff to people 
in order to try to fix them. Do you know that we used to think diseases were caused by bad smells? And that we used to eat mummies for medicine? That's super funny. I kind of like Well, thanks, and we hope you'll kind of like our show, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It's available every Friday wherever fine podcasts are sold or at its beautiful, picturesque home at MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.